higher ed expects and demands and deserves um, kind of having an open ecosystem from which they can choose in order to allow them to be able to optimize on those experiences. Welcome to Focus, a podcast dedicated to the business of higher education. I'm your host, Heather Richmond, and we will be exploring the challenges and opportunities facing today's higher learning institutions. Today, I caught up with Rob Sparks, Senior Vice President of Corporate Strategy and Partnerships at Anthology. We discuss using data to create intelligent experiences supporting student success. Hi, Rob. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Well, it is awesome to have the chance to be here. So thank you so much for the invite. Great to be here. Absolutely. Well, you know, Anthology has sure been making waves in higher education, and I can't wait to hear more about all that you're seeing in the industry. But first, can you give our audience a little peek into your background and uh, your experience in higher education? Well, thank you. And, and in fact, just, to, you know, we're, we're thrilled to be here and, and thrilled to see the uh, advancements that we've been making in the world of anthology and in the world of higher ed. I guess if you look at my role in, in anthology and, and, and kind of in the global ed tech sector, probably had just over a quarter century in higher ed tech uh, over time. Originally, I'm from Toronto in Canada, um, and I worked at a community college there as a research officer. Okay. Um, and I moved from there um, into another role at the organization where I was involved in the in the uh, for the college in the selection and design of a, a very large enterprise administrative system. So I kind of moved over to a different role within IT to help them in a project. It took me four years to complete that project, um, but then I sort of subsequently got hired by that company and then moved into the ed tech industry. So I kind of left higher ed and moved into the sector that serves higher ed, which was uh, where I've been ever since, actually. And uh, in that that role I had, I've worked. I lived in the UK and then moved from there into Dubai in the Middle East, and lived there for over a decade before returning back actually to the United States. Uh, in that time, I've had probably a, a lot of different roles over thirty, you know, twenty five, thirty years. Probably a lot of different roles you might expect. Um, so I've actually had the chance to kind of work in professional services, business development, and channel development for for organizations. I've actually was a, in a marketing role at one moment. Um, and then probably most recently is just some of the partner enablement now. Um, my title, as, as you may have heard, is SVP Corporate Dev and, and uh, Corporate Strategy and Partnerships. We really have three roles within Anthology. The first one is to support Anthology's kind of corporate M&A strategy and helping us to understand and identify opportunities. The second one is really kind of the integrated partner ecosystem. And actually, Anthology has over 500 partners, so I kind of help to support the team that manages all of those relationships. No doubt TouchNet is one of the key ones for us, and I'll talk a bit more about that at, at any time uh, you wish. And then the third role is really helping to uh, Anthology and its global strategy around CIS market penetration across the world. So uh, basically means I get the chance to work in a lot of different time zones and a lot of different geographies, a lot of different people, and that's lovely. It's nice to be back into that role. Well, I think you might know a thing or two about higher education and higher ed tech worldwide, it sounds like. I, I, I have a uh, yes would be the one answer, but I but what I seem to find is that I'm constantly learning, which is, you know, a testament to, I guess, kind of a growth mindset and what we know uh, we all learn in this world. So so it's it's been good. That is great. Well, you know, we know that Anthology was founded a few years ago out of a merger of a few higher ed tech companies. Um, but can you just give a little bit more of the story of Anthology and what your mission and value is? It'd be happy to, and, and you're spot on. I mean, I think that Anthology as an organization was really um, formed um, out of a simple question, actually. And the, and the question was, what if we could actually help institutions around the world 
empower their learners to succeed in ways that were never before possible. Because really what we're trying to understand is like, what if you took a holistic viewer lens around the learner's needs and the way in which data and insights can actually create a better experience for them? And then what does that mean in driving that journey? It's our vision at Anthology really to kind of partner with institutions around the world to create that infinite, what we would say is creating that infinite and inspiring world of learning without boundaries. Yeah. When we did it, what we did is we kind of brought together, you know, four education software companies, creating the only one that's kind of got this CIS, CRM and LMS solution and a set of services to support those. We did that by uh, putting, uh, putting the learner at the center of the experience and then giving instructors and administrators kind of the tools and insights that would actually help them to be able to achieve their goals and empowering the learners that they serve in their community. Today, gosh, how many we have? I think we have over 150 million users in wow. over 80 countries, um, and we continue to grow globally. So as we continue to expand that penetration um, in, in different geographies and finding ways to solve um, more unique problems around the world. Even since um, Anthology and Blackboard combined a year ago, more than 370 institutions have deepened their relationship with the, the combined company through expanded partnerships. And that was a, pretty much a core thesis to the, to the, to the rationale of kind of, of, of uh, by having CIS, CRM and LMS, as well as a set of other services around what we would call lifecycle engagement, mm -hmm. it actually basically meant that institutions had the choice to find ways to deepen the relationship with with anthology by adding on the relevant components that they felt would help to drive their the, the experiences that they were trying to achieve. That's great, and you know it's it's interesting when I hear you talking because it sounds very similar. You're on the academic side and really bringing all those learners together and everything that needs to come together from that perspective. And you know we're very similar on the TouchNet side of bringing everything together from the business side and and all the different systems that you need to kind of really have that you know, financial and uh, engagement footprint across campus. It's funny because one of the things that we say, even within our organization and some of the work that we do with some of our, our, our key platform providers is, is this phrase of better together. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and you know, that's certainly a phrase that we, we share mutually between, between Anthology and, and TouchNet is, is that we're actually, in terms of being able to serve the markets and, and, uh, that we, we, we've identified, we're actually better together. And, and that certainly plays out. It was, it, I mean, one thing that's kind of interesting um, that as an organization and noting the time period for which Anthology formed, it literally was during the pandemic. Right. So, so in that time period, so it, it really became a matter that in some cases, our team members themselves did not even have the chance to get initially introduced to each other until much later once travel began to ease up. So, so we, you know, we very much took advantage of kind of in our institutions that we were serving to find ways to try and help them during this time period. So it was, it was a, a challenging time, but a very good learning time for all. Yeah, definitely a good time to rethink and uh, think differently, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. That is great. And so with all the recent combinations of the solutions that you were just talking about at Anthology, do you expect to continue you know, really evaluating growth opportunities across higher education? Where do you see expansion going? Yes, I th actually, we do. I, I think that's what's probably most important in that context is, is identifying opportunities, uh, both organically and inorganically, um, that create the, that kind of derive towards the better experience that we would, we would want to deliver for our, our clients around the world. The, the combination itself basically kind of created an, an initial opportunity to, uh, to allow us to be able to ask more questions more deeply. 
because we were able to triangulate across the portfolio of solutions. And that was really important for us. The solutions that we're delivering inside and outside the classroom are, are really designed to help empower the, the learner success. And we really did that in four key areas in, in this kind of, as we looked at the ed tech landscape. One was kind of, you know, how do we um, empower technology enabled learning? Um, and as you well know, as we all well know, um, student health, well-being, and success has been an important driver for, for, for higher ed today around the world. Right. Um, career alignment and preparation is something I think, you know, even for us as from, you know, 20, for, I'll, I'll just say me, not you, okay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair play. For me, it's like to sit there and say that the focus on education, both not only in the community college sector, where, which is where I kind of, in essence, I grew up, right. uh, even in, high, in the university sector, there's an increased emphasis or mindset driven towards career alignment and preparation. That's been a little bit of a shift, I think, in, in some of the mindsets of, of certain types of, you know, tr traditional institutions. And that's a, certainly a key focus for us. And then fourth, in terms of kind of this, you know, the key area for the said tech landscape is the, just the overall recognition of dig digital transformation. Again, it, it is this transformational time of change and having those kind of four key areas uh, all combined is going to absolutely have a better learner experience. It, it is. I mean, I think that um, one of the things, and we'll talk a bit but the more as we kind of peel this one back a little bit um, throughout the conversation today, but one of the things that we felt is, is important for higher education today and just in terms of the evolution of technology and where institutions on, are on their imperatives and priorities is really the, the opportunity around data-informed experiences. And then what does that really mean to the institution in terms of being able to um, help them optimize their services and create a better experience for the learners, which is kind of, you know, what they're expecting in today's, you know, today's tech landscape. Absolutely. And I love that you say data informed, because I think that is really the shift of, of really just saying, well, it's great to have data, but what is it informing us? What is the knowledge that it's bringing to help us do things differently, you know, for the betterment of all? Yeah, one of the, um, and as you would have seen us announce this last year at AT22, and we'll certainly show more upcoming this year at AT23, um, which is our big annual user conference. I apologize for yeah. the acronym letters there, but um, you you know, we we launched last year in, in um, Orlando, this concept of something we called intelligent experience. And it's it, what's important about kind of this concept as, as we describe it is, isn't so much about a what, uh, what it is, as it is about how we ex how we create those experiences. Okay. Let me give you an example. Um, if you were, you know, let's pretend if you're a student and, um, and your name was Miguel and you had your advisor and her name was Michelle and Michelle has more than 300 students, um, and that's you know that's actually a low ratio in some in some institutions. Right. Um, uh, but they need to kind of find an efficient way to be able to monitor the success of the students, and really it's kind of finding those moments of intervention or interaction if needed, where the individual may be at some point of risk. And our definition of kind of, you know, how that plays out is, is if, you know, if Miguel is one of Michelle's students and there's a kind of this clear path outlined to achieve his career goal for Miguel and becoming kind of, let's say, a web developer, if something happens in life and, you know, sometimes we'll hear the phrase, they're just one flat tire away. Right. What steps um, would would allow the uh, would allow Michelle to kind of intervene and interact with the individual to help assist them? You know, and in this case here, as the individual may have missed a, an, an assignment in their LMS, how does that play out? And, and in our definition, through intelligent experiences, 
really being able to develop kind of a, a relationship between Anthology's LMS, which is Blackboard Learn, and our CRM, which is Anthology Reach, Michelle would be able to kind of alert Miguel, you know, that who missed the assignment mid-course and engage with him quickly to kind of develop a goal or, or kind of get him get him back on path. And that's really that the definition of that intelligent experience is finding ways to use data to actually optimize on creating an action or an outcome that changes the behavior and the experience for the individuals involved. That just makes a lot of sense and, and absolutely shows why it's so important to be better together when you have integration with partners. So for instance, us, I can see another example where uh, possibly there was a missed payment or potentially, uh, you know, didn't check into class for a few days in a row that would really help to bring some more intelligence in to have that full picture from academics to financial. 100. I mean, I, I think that that's where uh, where the strength of the intelligent experience and the strength of the partnership better together for institutions. And it's something that you'll hear me say often is um, creating a way so that institutions have choice, but that that choice has, you know, a seamless experience in which it drives, you know, better behavior and better outcomes for the, for the, for the overall community. And the relationship that we have in terms of financial information that, that is, you know, that you, you know, you act as kind of the system of record for an right. entire institution um, around that entire experience is really, really important because you, your data and your insights drives one critical factor that we often see that um, impacts the likelihood of individuals being able to succeed, you know, from one semester to the next, from one course to the next. Progression and retention be can be um, heavily predicted based on what financial information we're seeing related to the individuals. And I can, I can personally attest to that. Yeah, it's really amazing. But the key to that, obviously, is being able to have that integration between all the different systems and really just you know, crucial to how Anthology is able to provide this experience among everything else you have. So how do you approach working with uh, new partners and vendors to get that integration? So... Our approach and philosophy, I think, is fair to say, and this is kind of goes right up to our CEO and chairman and chief product officer, is that it's critically important for us to have what I would call an open ecosystem okay. that allows those institutions to have choice. We partner with kind of the industry's leading and most innovative companies to kind of help them easily and, and reliably integrate um, within and across our ed tech ecosystem in order to make it more impactful and, and, and effective. Um, we do that through a number of tier levels, um, and I, I, I think if I mentioned this earlier, with over 500 different partners that we, we currently work with, they all operate in a variety of levels across the organization. But that multi-tiered approach basically provides them with the tools, resources, and support to be able to help them be able to then go uh, promote their integrations. Um, the scale is significant. I mean, just to give you an example, we had over 805 million LTI integration launches last year alone. And wow. a twenty percent, yeah, and a twenty percent year-over-year increase in the number of partner integrations developed. So using those open standards, so I think higher ed expects and demands and deserves um, kind of having an open ecosystem from which they can choose in order to allow them to be able to optimize on those experiences. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And again, I think we're starting just to see the the landscape overall grow and expand, and having different technologies and. And what are we bringing in from AI? What are we bringing in from, from new payment trends? What are we bringing in from new 
uh, like you said, data sources to be able to see and, and have that intelligence built in, you've got to be able to have an open platform to bring every everybody together, but but then be able to showcase that in a you know kind of really a unified way where it makes sense. Yeah, it's, um, one of the things that we've done, we've done a lot of thinking and, and a lot of work, not only with kind of how we currently actively engage with our, our global client education community and the partners that support that, but even to take two steps back and think about these various platforms, the various personas that we see um, uh, operate on campus today. So whether you're the director of admissions or the registrar or the bursar, or maybe if you're kind of in, in other markets around the world, they may use other terminology around you know, the provost or the rector. But in almost every one of these situations, there's a set of, of tools and solutions that are loosely coupled but necessarily interoperable to allow them to do their role. It's not a single system, but a series of systems that, that do that work. And I think integration has got to be one of the biggest challenges on, on, on a, any campus today. Yes. So, so for our, you know, the way we've approached it between us and TouchNet is really kind of finding a way to remove that friction to make it seamless so that the, from the client's experience, it's seamless. And it was like, tick, done. Well, so let's shift over to thinking about the, you know, kind of broader higher ed industry. I'd love to talk to you about evolving enrollment trends because I bet you you had a lot of conversation on this. So what can you tell us about just really the current trends and how you really see this impact in higher ed uh, with ERP systems? You know, it's a great question. And one of the things that, um, you know, one of the things that our marketing department does that spends a fair amount of time on is equally trying to get the pulse of the, of the global community around some of these trends. Um, we'd recently released a, an anthology survey of, of students and their enrollment experience. And what we were trying to do is, you know, identify recommendations for institutions to attract more applicants and deliver, kind of deliver that better student experience. It, institutions should receive each part of the enrollment funnel to begin the communication in, in line with the student's expectations and provide additional personalized support. That was something that came out very apparent in that research. And in fact, 67% of the respondents stated that clear steps and requirements for the application admissions process would have been most helpful in their enrollment journey. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was a really high number. A majority of the respondents were actually interested in continued communication with the university even after submitting the application. So there's been, a, you know, a sh I think a shift in mindset in terms of some of these enrollment trends where, and I, and I would go take it even one step further depending on the geography, but not just the learner or the applicant is looking for that kind of ability to have you know selective but optimized communication between them and the institution but in some cases it's actually the individual's parents right um, because they're heavily involved in this process and they have a very large stake in this exercise in terms of helping to make sure and understand you know is this the right institution for my son or daughter is this you know or we've got the right understanding around what what it could be expected and achieved in this experience so all of that plays into that role of just the kind of just the broad enrollment trends i really do think it's kind of providing that seamless experience for the prospective students including proactive regular communication that is going to be critical for optimizing on yields and any tools that enable that communication will be key yeah it absolutely will and i'd say that kind of leads a little bit into a lot of this is is obviously tech driven, and so have you seen the role of CIOs and IT teams continue to evolve on campus? And in, I, I'm sure you have. And and so, what are really some of those big challenges that you that you're seeing um, that you're going to be looking to support from the um, anthology platform? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think that one of the things that we know is is that the challenges 
they're real. Um, they really, you know, the enrollment pressures and the scrutiny over delivering higher levels of student success. You know, there's uh, there's many parts of an institution bear that on their on kind of the weight of that on their shoulders. CIOs and IT teams are certainly front and center in that experience. Um, but one of the things that you know we're excited about is seeing how kind of the ability to kind of break down silos in terms of data systems and platform interoperability can actually help to alleviate and reduce some of that pressure on on those individuals um, and within the organizations at, um, and the learners that they serve. Yeah. Um, again, it's kind of like from our side. It's like you know this is where I think this concept of intelligent experience, or you may hear me, and you know, kind of also I'll call it IX. Okay. Well, you know, generate kind of isn't limited to students or faculty. You know, it's it's actually kind of helping it to bring it much earlier in the process, but but also equally helping the administrative staff across the organization in, in the way that they operate today. Think about the you know processes such as you know early days, obviously, as as we're all learning about kind of the impact of chat GPT and generative AI. Yes. But but and so don't please ask me any questions on it. Um, <laughs> I'm not fully read up to on it yet. Um, in that area there, I mean, these types of newer tools and solutions are more than, you know, unequivocally going to have an impact on higher ed. So, so I think that this is going to kind of continue to change the landscape and the horizons for which CIOs and IT team leaders need to understand and support the institution. Absolutely. And I think that it all really lends down to the expectation of students. And as the world evolves and as these new, you know, technologies in your everyday life, happen, there's the expectation on campus. So kind of thinking about that, how does really that student experience play into how Anthology delivers solutions? So again, as we just said, technology is ever changing, especially in the higher ed space. What are you looking to do to prepare for the future of students? I think we'd still probably kind of come back to this concept of intelligent experience. Okay. Um, I think what it does is it, is it really gives us a model or a way. So it's, again, it's less about the what, but more kind of partially about the how. But it gives us a way on understanding um, the way data can intersect with actionable outcomes and, and that, that that should drive a better learner experience. Uh, institutions themselves have made significant investments in, in, in the systems that operate their business. Uh, institutions have different models around teaching and learning all across the world. Um, some of the same institutions are also kind of not only just teaching and learning institutions, but research-oriented institutions. And, you know, what we really want to be able to do is to help those institutions be, be able to make recommendations to students based on their progress and experience and guiding them, to, guiding them to really to the next best course for the program. I think that's the key from our, our perspective is finding ways to be able to kind of help the institution create an environment for, for the learner to be able to optimize and, and accelerate their holistic sense of self for right. what they want to achieve on campus. So this, again, even as we talk, you'll hear us in the anthology talk about two things. You'll hear us call ourselves anthologists, um, but you'll also hear us talk about the concept of an integrated mindset or a growth mindset. And, and, and I think that that's really, and almost to a degree, what we actually translate to what we hope to be able to create for the institutions so that they themselves can deliver that to the learner. So, so much of what happens for an institution, for an individual who's pursuing some type of goal or outcome is not just tied to what they achieve in the classroom, whether it's virtual or in person, whether it's synchronous or asynchronous, but it's actually everything else around that. It's what other experiences right. brought into that situation. And it's kind of what other parts of their life could be a nurse, a healthcare practitioner, could be somebody in the law and security, but in any one of these cases, they're bringing a whole set of skills, a whole set of experiences. 
And what we want to be able to do is find a way to support all of that to the benefit of the individual so they can, you know, they can um, continue to grow. Yeah. A lot of times when you think about, you know, going to school and learning, it's sometimes less about what the they're learning in the discipline of the book and more about life and how when they graduate, what does that mean? And what does that mean when they go forward? And so I think that having that intelligent experience on the back end to help then promote that to the students, maybe even giving them visibility of their path and their journey is a, just a great win-win for both. It really is. It's, can I give you a somewhat anecdotal impromptu story? Because Yes. Because um, my wife is doing her master's degree. She's decided to go back and she's doing her master's degree at, at in, in Mexico, Tech de Marco Day. Um, um, not a plug to the institution, but she, that's where she's doing her degree. Um, and I had the chance, I was away traveling this week, so I had the chance to catch up with my son last night and just try, try and make sure that our schedule, he's, you know, he's aware of mom's, you know, mom's got a very big test next week, so she's working. And he, he asked me this question about, well, what is she working on? Huh. Um, and it was like, well, she's, she's studying. And he's like, well, but that's what I do. <laughs> and I'm just like, and my son's eight. So I'm like, I think, I think that your definition of studying is a little bit different than, than, than your mother. Right. But, <laughs> but you know, the, the, the kind of his understanding and awareness that kind of, you know, that, that, that these individuals are doing this type of learning and that it kind of goes throughout life that, you know, even, even his mother, who's, you know, in his eyes is probably much older, but I completely disagree with right. him. Right. <laughs> um, but, but even the fact that, that he's witnessing adults around him continue their education to me is important. And, yes. and, and while he said it's, it's, he called it work, um, and the reality is, is that he recognizes that she's focused on something that has a goal or objective. And that to me was kind of the most important part of that, that kind of that experience for him. That is great. And it's definitely a great story that shows we're all, you know, lifelong learners and you got to have the systems in place to support that. True. Absolutely true. And so when it comes to partnering with a, uh, with a company like TouchNet, what does it take to build that successful partnership? It's a great question. I think that there's a couple things that immediately come to mind. One is, is I think that, that working with TouchNet has been something I've done 20 years now. Uh, yes. And I've loved it uh, every moment of it um, uh, for that for the length of that time, and and and, and at minimum another twenty more. Um, Sounds good. So I think that it, there's a, there's a couple of other things I think there when I hear from my team members about the relationship and about the the importance and the opportunity of working with company uh, such as TouchNet. And I'd phrase it this way: is is that um, you know you often operate, and we and I hope I hope it would be seen as shared as mutual, but as a trusted advisor. Um, right. Uh, and in fact, it's something that we attempt to replicate with our other partners in terms of the, the, the transparency, the frequency with which we communicate and the ways in which we engage uh, throughout the entire process. Because I think that's really important in, in terms of the work that we do with TouchNet is that we engage early and often. Right. And I think that that really helps to drive um, an improved experience for our organizations and, and most importantly, an improved experience for our clients. Uh, uh, it's a little bit at this stage, I feel for us in some cases, an entrepreneurial relationship, but it's very, but I think that's actually what's necessary right. in, in partnerships. And certainly at this stage, as we, we look to accelerate our growth around the world, um, we'd had a chance, I, I mentioned this earlier, but we'd had the chance to, I had the chance last week to catch up with um, some of our team members. And these team members were at ComTech, um, your annual yes. user <laughs> Uh, 
and we were just reflecting on on kind of the experience that they had and um you know and there's lots of partners and organizations you know you have a very strong ecosystem of partners and so we were there along with many others and and my question to the team was you know um what was the experience like for you and you know and i'm asking this individual you know would you be going back next year and the answer was an unequivocal yes and in, in bo both areas and i think so tip there awesome. just remember to send us the perspective yes noted <laughs> But the, I think that it was really kind of um, the, what was felt important there, and this is where I think the relationship between TouchNet and Anthology is so strong, is that there's a, um, you know, we are able to have conversations around our clients and around the prospects and, and at these types of events, but we're equally able to have conversations with our, with our peers and, and within both of organizations. And that really helps to drive relationships. And I think that, you know, my president would say, and I agree with them wholeheartedly, that, um, relationships matter yes and i think that in in the context of how well we work as partners and 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 how work we how well we work in terms of solving to helping to solve problems for our our clients um, in the in the market really shows itself based on the strength of the relationship i agree 100% we work very well together and your but the key is relationships and i say that in general across higher ed that's what's most important when they're choosing uh, a vendor to work with, they want to have that trusted source. They want to have that advocate too. And so I I agree that, that we all have our specialties and expertise. And so that's where that trusted advisor relationship comes in. And we really see that together. I agree. I mean, I like, I ran a conference a couple of years ago and one of the themes was better together. And I, I, I still seem to lean back on that phrase. Yes. Uh, uh, but I think that the that collaboration and that that coordination between us is is really important and i think that what i often hear and see is from our from the clients and the prospects is that um they see it too and and if it's not there they see that too so, so it's really so it's very apparent to them you know as we work together what that means and that's what we you know that's on us to continue to build out and improve for sure well speaking of together <laughs> what's coming up this year well, let's talk, let's talk about anthology together. Yeah. So yeah. actually, funnily, like I said, I was, I just got like, I was away traveling this week. I was actually in Nashville this week. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, and um, part of the reason for that is because it is actually that same venue um, where anthology together will be held in July. So uh, for our event this year, we're really excited because we have the, you know, the history making polar explorer and mountaineer, and she was team captain, actually, Allison Levine. Uh, as our keynote speaker for the, for this year. Oh wow! In July, and I'm happy to go take a look at anthologytogether.com, and you'll find the date and time period. Um, Levine's journey, um, uh, Levine's journey as an explorer, as an adjunct professor at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, and New York, and she also has a book. So this person is incredibly, incredibly productive. Wow will inspire you know what we're expecting here is that she and her role will be able to inspire academic leaders instructors from around the world to kind of set their sights higher to achieve more than they thought possible so we're really thrilled to have her there um, it will be a global representation of audience so we'll have members from around the world our clients um, as well as um, uh, employees from around the world and partners so we're really excited to, uh, again to uh, um, and I will be equally sending you a, a prospectus so we can share. Um, but but we'll be excited to have the event this year. And I know we, we're excited to have uh, Touchnet there. 
Well, that is great. Yes, we will for sure be there and uh, be continuing our relationship building and, and working with uh, each other and uh, with all of the, our, our joint customers in, in school. So that'll be really fun. Well, this has been such a great conversation, Rob. Thank you so much for the great information. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Focus. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the business of higher education. For more information, check us out at touchnet.com.